0: Hey, listener, if you like the sound of my voice now, you're going to love where we go from here. We started in 2019 and continuously improve along the way. Thanks for coming along on the ride. And there ain't no stopping this train we're on. This episode of First Encounter contains spoilers for the video game Final Fantasy 7. If you have not played this game, first off, what are you doing? Don't be like me. And second, go play it instead of listening to us. We'd also like to take a second just to remind you that we are in no way, shape, or form affiliated with or sponsored by Square, just a couple of guys trying to have fun with a cool video game. Previously on First Encounter.
1: How old are you now?
0: Uh, I am 28. And you haven't touched Final Fantasy. My bar for this game is incredibly high after two decades of you hyping it up. How have you encountered Seven so far? Three ways, I would say. The Kingdom Hearts franchise as a whole. Final Fantasy Advent Children, the film, and you. I'm very familiar, obviously, with uh, all the main characters of Final Fantasy VII. Let's name them. Let's go. Cloud, the absolute hot topic emo, 100% rock star, live-in, quiet, Uh, I've heard he's a silent protagonist, Sephiroth, who is, to my knowledge, a genetic angel, and I believe him and Cloud are somehow clones of each other, even though they look completely not like each other at all. Selfie. Selfie's eight.
1: Throw Selfie out. Yuna. That's 10.
0: Uh, There was also a vampire um, named Vincent. Big red billowy cloak. Looks like Dracula. It's got like red eyes and a headband. There is uh, Red 13. It was a big red dog. I like to call him Clifford. And now let's press start.
1: Welcome to the First Encounter Podcast!
0: Stop, I hate that so much. I hate you. I hate everything about this. I quit. (laughs) Fuck.
1: Uh, Okay, welcome to the First Encounter Podcast, uh, where one man... No, that doesn't work. Fuck! Try Uh, again. Let me try again. Slow. Slow Slow and slow. Like a pot of chili. Oh, God. Welcome to First Encounter, a podcast where one grown-ass adult man plays through one of the greatest video games of all time, while another tries desperately to cling to their misspent youth. Really desperately. It's really? really sad to watch. It's really tight. Yeah. Um, so hey, what are we doing here? Uh, Well, we just finished our first recording of the Final Fantasy. I thought we'd just kind of go over how we progressed through this episode. I um, have
0: so many thoughts and so many feelings about just this very first hour of the game. Um, It took me an hour, I don't know how long this normally would take, but this was a little over an hour of playtime for me.
1: So why don't we start at the very beginning?
0: So some stars are moving down. Is this just a look? Oh, it's a lady. What is she looking at? What's green? That's, uh, that's Aerith, right? Yep. she got Oh, the, the lilies. Yep. Is that, that's your tattoo, right? Yep. Okay. Whoa. I did not know there so, was cars in this game. Already just throwing that out there. Yeah. So. Oh, it's like New
1: York City. This is like a, okay, go ahead. Oh, I was i was just gonna say, like, this at the time was mind-blowing. I mean, it's... I'm not gonna lie, it's still really good.
0: That's gorgeous. Yeah. Um... So they live in, like, is this like a self-contained city? This, like, uh, arena shape here? Like, this, is everything the city? This there? is Midgar. Midgar,
1: Welcome okay. to Midgar. I feel welcome. A train? I think this is one of the best video game openings of any that I've played.
0: That is one of the best artistic moments I've ever seen is that flipping between the train yeah. and the scene yeah. that is incredible yeah so we have the beautiful beautiful animation of the train uh going into midgar is that correct That's I true. also learned that the city was called Midgar and that there's a city um we uh we come into the train into a station uh riding a train with a-, a group of folk um named after Star Wars characters which as a huge Star Wars fan, I thought was very fun. Biggs. Yeah. My favorite character from Star Wars.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> they named him after him? Yeah. Like, are you... Biggs, Ma- Biggs Wedge, and Jesse is the girl. But Biggs Are you kidding White. me? No. They're actually... Oh my god, that's yeah. amazing.
0: Uh, Biggs, Wedge... Jesse, who I don't believe is named after Star Wars, they were just like, yeah, that's fine. Two characters. This Princess Jesse, Princess Jesse, My favorite Star Wars <laughs> character. Uh, and Barrett. Um, we get to a train station, or to like a train platform. Um, the rest of this group, known as Avalanche, takes off, uh, starts running, and uh, I'm kind of left to face the music of fighting some Shinra soldiers or Shinra guards. The battle system is very unique to me. When I play a turn-based game, like in Chrono Cross or Skies of Arcadia... I'm used to everything stopping until so you make your selection for each of your party members, and then the game progresses in like a round robin kind of yeah. fight. This is different. If you don't act fast, you will die. Oh wow! The um the graphics
1: between the fights. Oh Jesus! This isn't real time, right? They have a bar. Yep. That fills up. Oh. And when their bar fills, they're gonna act. Okay. Okay. And you see how your bar starts filling right there? Yep. Oh, they have guns. Yeah.
0: This is very different oh yeah. bolt and then oh and then i'm selecting the target yeah okay exactly um but yeah the the first combat went well i didn't die
1: we're definitely gonna have a death count
0: yes absolutely um yeah so uh i i, I did that uh beat the first the first little uh, learning battle and then uh proceeded to follow uh, a bunch of characters um running through reactor one Yep. Um
1: And then you come to the gate where they're all kind of huddled up together.
0: Yeah, some exposition.
1: Which was my first
0: look into Cloud being completely different than what I thought of. Oh, I've heard of Avalanche. Wow, you used to be a Soldier, huh? Now every day you find one in a group like Avalanche. Soldier, aren't they the enemy? What's he doing with us in Avalanche? So this group is Avalanche, and they seem to be some sort of terrorist group? Yep. Oh, and I can change my name. I'm obviously going to keep a Cloud. Yeah. Like I, I would be very pained if you changed no. it. I, I rarely do anyway, but especially in a game like this. Like, it's Cloud. Yeah. He talked. That's cloud. already different. Cloud, eh? Um. I don't care what your names are. Once this job's over, I'm out of here. Oh my god, what a little bastard. <laughs> this is not who I thought he was at all.
1: The hell are you all doing? <laughs> don't do I thought...
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's... He's... I always thought of him kind of as a dick in the, like, quiet, emo-y kind of way of being a dick. Like, where he's just like, I don't care about anything. And he is kind of like that, but it's more of a, like, I care
1: about what I care about, and I don't care what you think about that. Yeah, his attitude is more of a, it's not my problem. Yeah. You learn right away that Cloud is from Soldier.
0: Oh yes, that I did. I did learn that, and that's. I think that's kind of why we got into it a little bit with Barrett. Barrett seems to either not trust or not like us, or a little bit of both, because of our previous connection to Soldier, which is somehow connected to Shinra. It seems exactly. Um, yeah, one thing I'm curious about that. Don't don't answer this yeah. um, because I don't think it's come up yet. Is if Cloud is an active member or a former member? So you say former, but I don't know because it seems like I, I feel like I haven't really left yet. Right. Um, I could literally be on a lunch break for all I know. Like, it, it's only been, like, an evening, you know? I, like, I could have the night off from soldiering. From it's true. Um, so, at the gate, I believe we got uh, Jesse to do some code breaking. We kind of follow them along, come into an elevator at that point, have a little bit of a throwdown with Barrett.
1: it's dying, Cloud. So, they're, like, climate activists? Yeah, essentially. Avalanche. Huh. The only thing I care about is finishing this job before security and the robo-guards come. Very hates... I love all their animations. Yeah. They, they do... They portray so much with such a, like, limited visual. Okay. Is
0: that a bad thing to do?
1: Well, you're just on your way back up.
0: Oh, it's an elevator! Yeah. Oh, I'm just dumb. Got uh, it. It's okay. Huh. Not too much happens from that point. Just a bunch of random encounters. I'm a bitch. I just got bit by a cat. Yeah. Wait. What is that thing? I hate that. Guard hound, okay.
1: Well, you know how I like my dogs, with tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um, what's next? What did we do from there?
1: Uh, well, from there we reached the save point. Um, we did save. Prior to the first boss encounter. It was very good of us.
0: And then we proceeded to the, the point at the reactor where we're going to set up the bomb, which is, I assume, like the center of the reactor, or the control panel, or fuel cells or something. Safe um, assumption. Yeah, uh, at that point, something interesting happened though. We got this like little red flash and mysterious message where it's like, that's not just a reactor. I like how their hands are like hooves. Like yeah. they look like horse hooves. Yeah. Like, what is this? When we blow this place, it ain't gonna be nothing more than a hunk of junk. Cloud, you set them off. Oh, okay. What? You didn't know we were blowing up the reactor? Well, I knew we were blowing up the reactor. I didn't know I was blowing up the reactor. Right? Because I'm Cloud. I can think of myself as Cloud, right? Uh oh. What does that mean? What was that? What is happening? I'm so concerned and confused. I don't like it. And it's like an inkling that there's definitely something more than just a a group of uh, eco warriors t- trying to take down a corporation that's destroying the planet. Um, it seems like there's something seedier there. I am curious to know if that was Cloud like thinking it to himself. Or if it was a voice inside Cloud's head, and if it was a voice inside Cloud's head, had that voice get there, my thought, just, uh, I'm going to go ahead and make some predictions because yeah. I think it'll be fun uh, to see how right or wrong I am going through this. And I'm not going to give you any answers. Or oh, please to don't. I, I don't want. I don't want any. Um, my thought would be that it's Sephiroth um, in his head somehow. Uh, I've said before on this podcast that I believe that Cloud and Sephiroth are somehow linked, possibly clones of each other. We're not going to get into the, the science there. Self-love. Uh, oh, God. That was my nickname in high school. Um, aside from a little bit of self-love, I do think genuinely that it was uh, Sephiroth's voice in our head. I don't know if it is a like metaphysical psychic connection or a spiritual bond or being able to speak through the essence of the planet, but there's definitely something there that's connecting me and whatever this voice was. That that was probably the point where my intrigue in the actual story kicked up a little bit. Um, the first half of the game is definitely like a you know it, a typical RPG. Get to know the controls. Get to know your character a little bit. Get comfortable with movement and combat. There's like little snippets of exposition. Like here's where you are. Here's what what you're doing. And here's why you think you're doing it. But at this point, there was some some intrigue kicked up there because now there's a hook for me to follow. And now I'm like constantly thinking about the hook of what's going on here like what is this there's enough intrigue that i don't really notice that i'm playing a game that's what 23 years old something like that 21 years old go ask me to do math on the podcast that's fair that's bad that's valid that's our first uh that's our first merch no math on this podcast <laughs> um so we got to our first boss fight yeah um it was a scorpion what was it called the Guards the scorpion. guard scorpion
1: so- Here it
0: comes. Open your mouth. Here it comes. (laughs) Right in there. (laughs) Oh. We fightin'. Oh, what is that? What is that? Guard Scorpion. I'm going to hurt it. With magic. Yep. Um, Oh, I did ice. Damn it. That battle was a little more difficult than I was expecting it to be. I kind of had an inkling that it was an electric-based machine, so having bolts seemed like a good idea to use because it's an electrical bolt um that's that's a fairly typical thing right like if, in terms of weakness and resistance like using electricity against machines um so we use bolt a lot however i was struggling to keep up with the pace of the fight and it, we got really close to dying like really close i think at one point cloud was at something like 30 hp and Barrett was at like 40 ish yeah. uh, before i could get
1: the potions going cloud got down to eight HP at one point. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. It was it was bad. Yeah, and a big part of that is when its tail went up. Yeah. It's gonna counterattack with its laser. You know how scorpions have lasers. If you attack when its tail is right. up. Okay. Like that? Yeah, exactly. Probably keep an eye on your HP. Yeah. You're, you're just, okay, you just you're going right at it. Yep. This might be a party wipe. I love it. So if Cloud dies but Barret lives. This thing's a jerk. How do I how <sighs> do I how do I,
0: how do I, I heal myself? we beat that though um the countdown that was stressful
1: come on let's, let's get, get out of here.
0: here oh is this like an actual countdown could be oh sure is should i save it just in case yeah sure if you feel like you need to scrub <laughs> get good so is that a assault gun is that something that uh, i can equip
1: to bear Right. did yeah, i get it right. yep uh the countdown doesn't stop in the menu Oh, good. Or in battles. Oh, good. I don't think you saved it. Of course I did. Okay.
0: That was way more stressful than I thought it was going to be. Because I was like, oh, 10 minutes, that's fine. Um, took me five minutes to get
1: down here. Yeah,
0: it's easy. Well, it took me like 25 minutes because I'm super slow. I do not do well on timed challenges at all video game or real life um breaks out in hives start sweating profusely i get really uncomfortable when i'm up against a deadline it's just how i am i have severe anxiety so i see a countdown and i start freaking which chris can attest to i started freaking i'm sure he has some fun audio to cut in now that mean i'm not putting anything
1: in there (laughs) I decide you're on your own. That's fair. But you do have four and a half minutes. Stop! (laughs) Rock Soldier, you you got this. Nine. Eight. Stop! Stop!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hate this so much, I'm so stressed out. And I'm almost dead, but I keep forgetting to heal. (laughs) This game is so much harder than I'm used to. I have a really bad tendency in games like this to just run around and not remember how to get in or out of anywhere. But one of the problems with this game is the more you run around, the more random encounters you're gonna have. And it was bad because I didn't realize a couple of things. So I accessed the menu to heal myself to which I didn't realize until Chris pointed out that the countdown was still going while I was in the menu. That ate up a bunch of time. Also didn't realize that the countdown wasn't going to stop while I was in battle. I'm so scared right now. What is that? What are those? Come on, Barry. Attack. Good god, we have time. Let's go. Vamanos. You gotta wait your turn! Oh my god, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> my heart is legit racing because Boldo here can't
1: stay dead. Uh, it's not because I'm sitting next to you.
0: Can you feel your heartbeat racing? Can you taste the beer in her sweat?
1: Taste coffee. So you get out of the reactor, and the group convenes, and they're like, "Barrett says, everyone meet back at the hideout." Right. Did I do it? Did I yeah, not die? You did Holy it. God! And that's Final Fantasy VII. You beat it. I I, I did it. That's Good the job. whole game.
0: This is what you've been hyping up for twenty yeah. years. What'd you think? Be
1: honest with me, though.
0: <laughs> uh, it felt like there was some parts missing, and was Wedge's butt on fire? It was. We've all been there. I mean, figuratively, daily.
1: Literally? Literally. Twice. Daily. <laughs> when you um, were leaving the reactor after blowing it up, you bumped into Aerith. Oh! Or, oh my god! Flower Girl. As she yeah, Flower name. Girl. Uh, I completely forgot
0: about Flower Girl. Okay. Uh, we did bump into Flower Girl. Um, I, she asked me what was going on and I just said get out of here and ran away and she ran the other direction. Yep. Oh! It's Aerith.
1: <gasps> hey girl. Her name's Flower Girl. Excuse me. EXCUSE
0: ME! (laughs) That's not what she sounds like! You get into some scuffles with some guards. And I just stood still and let the guards run up to me, so I had guard fight after guard fight. Um, there's a lot of soldiers attacking me.
1: Oh boy. That's what happens when you don't make a decision. This is just teaching you to take control of your life, Annie. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't about the
0: game at all. (laughs) I'm getting attacked from both sides. This hasn't happened since college.
1: <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: That was very cool. I actually got a, like shaken a little bit because I was trying to figure out where to go, and there was guards coming down every street. Um, I didn't realize that I had actually switched over to a, a cut scene of sorts, and then suddenly I was jumping on a train uh, passing underneath, which moved into a really cool train animation. I'm... I'm a weirdo. I really like trains. Um, so when I see, like, cool train animations, it's actually very exciting for me. Um, I didn't know you were a train fan. I really like trains. Okay. I really like
1: trains. Okay. Okay, <laughs> creepy.
0: <laughs> I worked in a, a toy and hobby shop for uh, throughout college, and part of that was um, mini modeling, particularly for trains, but I'm... A fan of like Warhammer and other. Uh, really, uh, I'm a big fan of really little things. Yeah,
1: and then you were let go because they caught you touching the trains too
0: much. Yes. <laughs> so after we jump on the train, um, there's a little bit of a expositional uh, scene where everyone's like, "Oh my god, do you think Cloud died?" And everyone's like, "No, Cloud ain't dead." And then some people are like, "Maybe Cloud is dead." <laughs> And then Cloud does the best thing anyone can ever do, which is enter on a high note and just be like, Y'all thought I was dead, didn't you? Push his hair back. Looks like I'm a little late. Oh, come on. A cool intro after jumping in through a movie Look at this cool guy. What a cool guy. I feel like after everything he says, he should push his hair back.
1: I do think my favorite line from that section is when Cloud's like, You were worried about me. And Barret's like, what? <laughs> and his little hooves start shaking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they look like hooves, right? It's not just me? No, no. Okay. Especially with Barret's gun arm, because it looks yeah. like a shoe. Like a horseshoe. Yeah. Um, Canonically,
1: he's just wearing a shoe on one hand. <laughs> just, just an Adidas sneaker on he one h- hand. He hides the gun that way. Just at the end of the gun, there's just this shoe <laughs> hanging off.
0: No. Nobody, nobody notices. I hate that so much. So on the train we get into a little bit of kind of exposition about Midgar, about the reactors, how many reactors there
1: are. You learn that Midgar is kind of separated into two different levels. You have a top plate where the yes. you know, wealthier people live, and a bottom plate which is like the slums and the less wealthy and influential. Pizza? He's talking about the plate.
0: Oh. Oh because it's like a circular. Yeah. Got it. Huh. This, is, this world is a lot different than what it was in my head. Why doesn't everyone move
1: onto to the plate? Probably because they ain't got no money. At this point, when you learn more about Midgar, you made the comment that this is not the world I expected.
0: No, yeah, so Midgar, um, I, I assumed when we started talk, like playing the game that if Midgar was a thing, it was not a city, it was the entire realm. And I didn't realize that we would ever be traveling outside of the city.
1: Any cities. You didn't expect there to be cars? You didn't I didn't there to
0: expect... Be- cars or TVs or computers yeah. um the bomb when they said bomb like and the reactor at first i was kind of thinking it was like maybe steampunky like 1920s like so, okay so like there's like reactors and like some some energy source but it's not as advanced as i would think like i was definitely expecting more of a fantasy based realm and i'm always shocked when like there's motorcycles and uh some of the newer final fantasy games that i've seen you know i think in the newest one they like are driving cross-country it looks like like on a boys road trip i'm very excited to get to that one because all it is is a road trip and i just want to experience it with you i just want to have a boys road trip together without actually leaving just boy time boys time boys
1: time um
0: i hate that so much <laughs> but yeah so we kind of uh get some exposition on the train get off the train in the slums and this is our first experience in the slum and it sucks like you get off and it just looks dirty like the pixels are bad intentionally like everything looks gross merit. cloud get
1: off your slow moving ass
0: <laughs> i'm not ready to go in there yet want to talk I was just sitting here drinking, watching the news So is there like TVs and stuff in this world? Yeah. This is so different than what I thought. I'm <laughs> Jeez, I'm blitzed. Blitzed. <laughs> I just love the homemade cocktails. with the... <laughs> what, have, what have these people been doing? So at that point, we kind of walked around the slums, talked a little bit to some of the people, get a sense of depression, of, of being beat down, of being less than, and... Feeling weirdly at home there, too. Like, you're definitely, you don't feel like you're different or you're other or you're better. And definitely, like, with all the signs posted around, like, the graffiti that's, like, all pro-Avalanche, pro-Eco-Terrorism.
1: Uh, eco, I um, think a lot of that was put up by Avalanche, though, so don't get too behind that. That's fair. So you come into Sector 7, and, and everyone's reconvening at the 7th Heaven Bar. So we go into the bar. Um, After Barrett kicks everyone out of the bar very aggressively.
0: Yeah. It's fun. Um, so we go into the bar and this girl Marlene is screaming for her papa. Very excited for him to return. Definitely assumed it was me. Papa. What? Who's papa? Is that my child? Do I have a child? You know, Cloud's dad. Marlene, aren't you going to say anything to Cloud? Come on, talk to me. You're my daughter. Let's go. I did not know Cloud had a daughter. Yeah. Wasn't me. We did meet a childhood friend of ours, though, who seems to be watching Marlene, um, Tifa. We named her, and she is named. Watching loosely, considering. Wait, this person has known me since I was a child? Who is that? Hey. hey! That's a name I know! What is that name? Tifa! Was Tifa one of the people I actually remembered from? Yeah. Ah, good God on me! With Ah, uh, So am I not this kid's dad? We go into the bar, uh, have some conversations that I don't think were overly important. Tifa always lets me taste her cooking. Lange well, just fucking shoveling food in. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> I right know. I'm really pulling. I'm, I'm fat because of Tifa. Isn't that hilarious? I don't know whether I'm happy or sad. <laughs> Same. Jessie is so done with this team. I don't blame her. Mostly learn that you're childhood friends with Tifa. Yeah,
0: and, and, and uh, that Marlene is actually Barrett's daughter, um, which I'm very curious about. I want to hear more about their relationship and who Barrett's wife was um, and how, how this daughter of his came to be. And
1: Well, when a man and a woman love each other... Oh, shut <laughs> up. That I understand.
0: Okay. No, seriously, though, when this goes off, can you tell me a little bit more about
1: it? I got
0: you covered, man. Uh... So uh, we all go downstairs. Uh, We go up to a uh, old school pinball machine, I believe is what it was, and uh, proceed downstairs to a secret room. Which is absolutely how we should access your basement. Oh, 100%. I am so there. One thing I did notice that was fun was one of the neon signs in the upstairs of the bar says Texas in it, which makes me believe that this is actually a dystopian future. I'm fairly certain that Midgar is actually just the Denver airport. Texas. Texas. (laughs) Why? Draft beer from Texas in Midgar. Canon. As far as I'm concerned, Midgar is Dallas.
1: You can't prove us wrong. There's no way to prove us wrong. (laughs) So we ride the pinball machine downstairs. Barrett throws some accusations at you. He does. The setup for this, um, by the way, was when Barrett asked if there were any soldier members opposing them when you go to the reactor. Correct, yeah. And Cloud very cockily says... There's no way I would know because we wouldn't have made it out if there were. Yeah,
0: like I'm the best, and Barrett starts beating up. Is it it, was Biggs? It's Biggs. Yeah, he like throws Biggs across the room and he's like, You ain't so tough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget your skinny ass is working for every now. Sorry. Oh good God. One of the Um, best animations, just big slamming against the the fourth wall. Yeah, that was very Very fun. So Barret's all pissy. Accuses Cloud of, like, wanting to stay with Shinra. Cloud basically says, listen, I don't give a shit about Shinra, but I also don't give a shit about Avalanche. I don't care about the planet. I just, I'm here for the money. Yeah. And T goes upstairs to leave, and uh, Tifa runs after you. And then she uh, says, do you remember the promise? Yeah. I assumed at this
0: point that that promise was going to be... Something about marriage. You know, like, do you remember our childhood promise is a pretty common trope in a lot of media? I was like, I was like, we're going to get married when we're growing up or something like that. Or we'll always be friends or we'll always be together. Tifa's is a little more specific and a little darker. Which is, <laughs> if I'm ever in a bind and you're famous, you're going to need to help me out of that bind. And that's really concerning.
1: Yeah. To set this up, they have a... You kind of get a flashback.
0: Memory. Really, really pretty... Uh, full-on cutscene, of um, kind of pans up into some really pretty stars, pans back down, and you're outside of Midgar. Um, You're, like, near a well, uh, like a moonlit night outside. This is You actually see the sky here, which is different from being in Midgar, where the sky is blocked uh, by the plate, by the rotten pizza. Um, And uh, we have a good conversation. The thing that stuck out the most to me about this conversation, aside from Tifa's very weird, very specific request, was uh, the mention of Sephiroth
1: this is their memory
0: yeah I'm not just going to find a job so he's leaving town so this town that we're seeing right now is not Midgar. that's right this correct. is outside of Midgar. look right. at
1: that hair that, that
0: ponytail I want to join soldier
1: remember when I had one of those tiny ones Ooh, yeah it was so hard being cool oh
0: oh oh I'm going to be the best there is just like Sephiroth so Sephiroth is like a, an entity like yeah. a known thing oh yeah he's a hero He's a hero. He's famous. The great Sephiroth? Oh man, I'm so hyped now. I love Sephiroth just from the little bits I've seen of him from uh, Kingdom Hearts and Advent Children. He's really good. Not only at this point has everything I've considered about the game been completely blown out the window, now Sephiroth is a good guy as well. Um, And and a hero at that. Not only a a good guy, but actually a hero. And he like you kind of get a sense that like cloud absolutely hero worships whoever Sephiroth is also the fact that Sephiroth is a grown man and a hero and cloud is a child means to me that my prediction or my assumption that they are somehow clones or related or part of the same super soldier program is completely wrong. We'll see. Um, I still am holding out that there's some sort of connection between Sephiroth and cloud, which is who I think was talking to cloud, um, in the reactor um, when Cloud was like, this is more than a reactor, right before the guard scorpion
1: attacks. Yeah. Um, so we have this flashback where Cloud promises to come to Tifa whenever she's in trouble. And cutting into this flashback, Barrett climbs back up out of the basement, just scales the wall. Yep. That was funny. Cause
0: yeah. the elevator is still downstairs. He could have just used the elevator. Could have done. But nope, he just climbs up. He throws me my money and he's like, I didn't forget okay Okay. you know why did he climb up that wait a sec big time soldier oh thanks for my dollars how many gills did I get Barrett's oh. stash that's a
1: lot of gills first of all Claude says this is all I'm getting that's right yeah
0: he's like 1200 that's it he's like next job is 3 grand Barrett gets pissed uh, Tifa's like come on like we need him Like Avalanche doesn't have any volunteers and Barrett says Ugh, fine but that's Marlene's tuition money Oh, what the hell? I feel so bad. I don't, like, can I be Cloud and just say, no, I'll do it, because... That's not who Cloud is. That's awful. Cloud
1: sucks. Listen, you gotta watch out for number one. I'm taking Barrett's daughter's school fund. But you're helping Tifa, because you're a good childhood friend. As long as you're getting paid for it. I'm stealing a child's school tuition.
0: The fact that Cloud is willing to just rob blind—not really rob, but you know what I'm saying—just yeah. take a little girl's tuition money that her father is working
1: to the bone to save up. I can only assume we don't know what anyone's job is at this point. No, Tifa seems to be the only one who's employed, running her own bar,
0: which seems to be getting an unfortunate amount of business. So yeah, uh, they he makes this demand. Barrett agrees to pay him two thousand instead of three thousand, but I
1: and you point, just took the money you son of a bitch
0: I, I asked Chris at this point I was like is there a way I can say no like I want to do it for free because I don't want to take this little girl's school money and Chris is like nah you just have to take it so
1: you can by the way it changes the game completely
0: oh what no oh damn it I thought I missed something I was like oh no the game just ends there and you you, you send uh, good guy clothes. you send Marlene Seriously. to school on a full, a full scholarship and that's it <laughs> the earth still gets destroyed though yeah well uh after uh we get our payout we uh we go to bed at that point um and woke up in the morning and and proceeded to save one thing about waking up in the morning as we're ready to roll out i was super concerned because marlene seems to be running the bar at first i thought she was playing which still didn't want her to be playing in a bar because she's obviously a little child seven years old i believe at this point good god um and then i realized that marlene seems to be in charge of the bar. As we're leaving, because Tifa's now in my party, and is just like, Marlene, take care of the bar for me while I'm gone. Is she reaching for alcohol? And she's mixing drinks? What is- that? I don't understand what you're so confused by. This place is terrible. I don't want the terrorists to win. What
1: are you talking about?
0: <laughs> what do you- mean? A child of what I would assume is like 7 to 10 years old, is behind the counter of a bar mixing drinks in a terrorist organization. What do you mean, what am I talking about? Um, and at that point we uh, we saved and decided to to wrap it up for our first story beat.
1: Chris, how are you feeling about uh, where I've come so far? Oh, I'm feeling real good. I'm so pumped. Uh, man. Every time somebody starts this game, it just makes me want to immediately jump back in and play. I'm, uh, are you so literally commit. playing it right now? I'm watching you. <laughs> the, the decisions you're making are just... Stop! I <laughs> no, don't... you're doing very good. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be awesome. Why don't you talk to me about your prior conception and assumption of Cloud compared to how you now see him? Uh,
0: my assumptions are gone entirely, just <laughs> removed. He is definitely not a silent protagonist. He is absolutely mouthy. He's a dickhead about it. He's definitely looking out for himself. He's not like the quiet emo type at all. And all I'm—I'm I'm an hour into this game. All I can say is, what the. What fuck happened in the writer's room of Advent Children that that came out? That is not Cloud. What the hell is that? I don't know, man. It, like, I just, I don't get it. Like, he, he has depth. He has interest. He's not this flat, monotone, like, pretty boy. Like, I don't know what the hell was in the zeitgeist when they made that movie, but it is completely wrong yeah. from yeah. what I can tell. And I'm actually upset about it because... In those, in Advent Children, one of the things I didn't like was like, okay, he's just a quiet emo guy. Why why do we care? Why are we following him around? Whereas in this, he's like... A badass who's yeah. like got a chip on his shoulder. He's full of himself. He has personality. He so has so much spark. personality. He has so much personality. And now we're in, and I already know that he's a douchebag, but I like him. Yeah. Like he's 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 a likable asshole. Yeah, he's got a lot of intrigue. And I just I I don't understand. I cannot wait to finish this game just to watch Advent Children again. I think we should absolutely do a couple episodes on Advent Children. Absolutely. Because I am so riled up already <laughs> that he is not. Who he should be. Like, what oh. why would you take a character that is like in one of the most beloved games? Sure, I've never played this game prior to now. I understand that is one of the most beloved games, and Cloud is one of the most beloved characters. I go to conventions, I've seen how many cosplayers they are. Like, he is a very popular character. This is a very popular game. What the hell? I get why people hated Advent Children now. I mean, I didn't like it because I was confused the entire time, but I don't get where they went wrong with it. Like What were they thinking?
1: Let me just bask in this for a moment.
0: (laughs) Is this what you've been waiting to hear
1: since 2005? This is the reason for this podcast. (laughs) This is all I wanted. (laughs) Because I've been saying it for years, and you just have not understood. No, I didn't get it. I was
0: like, hey, he's kind of cool. I guess it was a cool show, I guess. He's He's got a big sword. Thinny, big sword, black
1: leather. Also, what the hell is that outfit? That outfit is not what he's wearing at all. It's like each iteration of Cloud from Seven onward has... They've dropped more and more of his personality.
0: Kingdom Hearts and Trip NYC had sex, made sweet, sweet love, waited nine months, and then... That baby was whatever the hell came out in Advent Children.
1: Kingdom Hearts in what?
0: Trip in New York City, NYC. It was trip pants. Do you remember those from Hot Topic? The ones that have all the belts and colors on
1: them?
0: Oh my God. We used to wear them in high school, dude. Both no, I didn't. Uh, you I absolutely- know I never do. You, I really? only
1: wore the trench coat.
0: <laughs> do you remember? Like, I have pictures of us posing in a graveyard.
1: Where- that part we're going to go.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you enjoy the show, it would help us out a lot if you just shared it with one other Final Fantasy VII lover you know. If you want to subscribe, follow us on social media, or get in touch, check us out on SpillPotion.com. Hey guys, if you're playing along with me at home, for the next episode, you'll want to play up through the second Mako bombing run, just about to the point where you beat the second boss and you're kind of stuck on a cliff. You'll know when you get there.